Welcome to the Neojar Chuan Podcast. My name is Isaac Kamins. This is a bi-weekly podcast where my friend Jess O'Brien and I discuss internal martial arts, qigong, and meditation. This week we continue our discussion of the Yang family's Tai Chi Chuan with a little bit more of the family history, uh, this time coming from Yang Ching Fu's book uh, translated by Louis Swain. Then we continue our look at the Tai Chi classics uh, with a discussion on the 13 postures of Tai Chi Chuan, the different energies that go into creating the movements, um, and we break down uh, the difference between those uh, different techniques. And over on our Patreon, we discuss the uh, hunter character tablet of Lu Dong Bin and Bai Wa's Ne Gong. Uh, this week, we got into a little bit more of Lu Dong Bin's life and his story, as well as digging into some of the aspects of the Lu Dong Bin stuff, which connect to the Tai Chi classics in terms of uh, movement and creating the different energies. Um, so I hope you check that out. hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, we also have interviews on the Patreon, so you don't want to miss those. Uh, take care of yourselves and enjoy the episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Neji Chan Podcast. So I wanted to pull a little bit from Yang Cheng Fu's book from 1934. So this is a 1934 book called Essence and Applications of Tai Chi Chuan, and it's uh, translated by Louis Swain. Um, so it begins with Yang Cheng Fu's preface is the beginning of the book that may contain some historical inaccuracies, but it's this is said to be in Yang Cheng Fu's voice. And most of the books we have about Tai Chi are written by his students. And then there's some other books by his uncles and stuff, but or students of those guys. But this is this is said to be the words of Yang Cheng Fu himself, uh, written in 1933. So here's where he begins. When I was young, I would see my late grandfather, Mr. Yang Lu Chan, leading my uncles, relatives, and followers in their earnest daily Taiji Chuan training. Some in solo form training, some in partner practice. They practice day and night without cease. But intellectually, I harbored doubts, considering it like the method of engaging only one enemy, for me, I would one day undertake the study of engaging 10,000 enemies. And so he starts off having a little doubt about whether Tai Chi should work, will actually work in combat. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, um, 10,000 is a lot. <laughs> right? But he's a young man, so he's like, uh, what's all this just like slow motion stuff? I right. want to kick ass, basically, is what to, he's saying. He wants to beat someone's ass. Right, just like any normal person. I mean, you look at Tai Chi and you're right. like, he wants to, He wants to thrash bozos. He doesn't want right. to fucking... Move slowly with his right. granddad. This sounds horrible. When I had grown a little bit older, my late uncle, Yang Ban Ho, directed mm. me to study with him. So he says, later, no longer able to conceal my doubts, I told him my honest opinion. My late father, Yang Jian Ho, angrily denounced my thinking, saying, what kind of talk is that? Your grandfather handed this art down to our family's legacy. Now you want to abandon our vocation? So I guess he's saying, I'm going to quit this Tai Chi bullshit and do something more badass basically yeah. and then yeah and his father gets wind of it and can't believe what he's hearing so the next line says grandfather quickly stopped him saying this is not something you could force on a child he soothed me with his hand and said sit down and let me tell you about it this art that i practice and teach to others is not for taking on enemies but for protecting one's body it's not for saving the world but for helping the nation the gentlemen of today know only that our nation's trouble come from poverty they still do not understand that our nation's sickness lies in its weakness. 
So that's again referring to that thing we keep running across where Chinese martial arts is becoming this way of helping the people rather than a fighting comp competition. Yeah, it's overcoming the uh, sick man of Asia. Right. So this is thing. a classic example of the 1930s where that's becoming the trend. Um, well, that was the peak of when they really came mm. out. I mean, the whole the whole Guan movement was about trying to show the world, you know, we're tough and strong. We can stand up. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Japan's absolutely ravaging the whole country. Well, yeah. um, he says, who can, uh, so our country is riddled with disease. Who can respond by taking up this great responsibility? This longstanding weakness then is poverty. Poverty, in fact, originates in weakness. Um, without even mentioning the grandeur and distinction of Europe and America, there is also the island nation of the dwarf Japanese, who, while surely short in physique, are yet strong and unyielding. So he throws uh, out a little punch at the Japanese. Little, little they call it, yeah, I guess uh, it, here uh, Lewis mentions that uh, historically dwarf, Zuru, was a term of disparagement for the Japanese, which had again gained currency in response to the Japanese occupation of China. While the term is undeniably a slur, it is clear that the intent here is ironic, expressing a grudging admiration for Japan's accomplishments in modernizing. Yeah, I mean, there was there's a lot of stuff in the early, not early, right? But, you know, the, the writings between like 1900 and 1940, uh, there's just in in the beginning, in the introductions there, mm -hmm. they have these sort of, I mean, they're just propaganda basically it's like it's like you know how this is for the nation and mm -hmm. uh you know it's all about protecting our culture from right. you can feel the influence of an invasion right yeah, this I is mean, a war like you're under attack so like, you've got to mention that right right i mean so it's the main kind of like selling point for a lot of these mm -hmm. these martial art books at that time was you know not just about like you know oh look at me it was like this is how we're going to come together and you know overcome all of these problems and so it was trying to find a solution to you know societal woes through martial arts yeah really interesting um so just to keep on yang luchan's story the uh, actual founder of tai chi's purportedly saying this he says uh when matched face to face with the gaunt and emaciated men of our nation in deciding victory or defeat, is there any need for divination on what the outcome would be? So he's basically saying we're, we're doomed if we don't increase our strength. So he says, right. since I was young, I have taken on saving the weak as my responsibility. I have often seen marketplace martial artists with vitality and physique, by no means inferior to the so-called Western strongmen or the proponents of Bushido in Japan. I was thrilled and inquired into their arts, but they were secretive and unobliging. I've I understand China herself has has these strengths these self strengthening arts, but on the whole we have come to this weakened condition. What is the reason? Later I heard of the boxing reputation of the Chen family in Hunan, so I made the long trek there to study with Master Chen Changxing. Although I did not meet with refusal at the gate, quite some past time passed before I was permitted to glimpse the advanced stages of the art. With patience I endured more than ten years. The master was moved by my sincerity and began when the moon was bright and everyone was quiet to reveal the true indoor secrets. When I completed my studies, I came to the capital and made a vow to fulfill my aspiration to teach people openly. Before long, I began to see that among my students, the emaciated and weak began to fill out and the sick became healthy. I was greatly pleased. So now he's, uh, you know, he's saying, don't worry about fighting, just 
use these arts to heal the people and yourself and become strong and uh and healthy uh, well, and, and he's saying that it's the same thing essentially mm. right that like um by making yourself healthy you're making society healthy right and so it's it's i mean which is a very uh sort of confucian idea right this idea that sort of um your small little mm. family unit has to be sought well you have to be Healthy, upright and strong yeah and, and and moral and all that stuff and then that makes your little family unit more moral and strong and robust that, and yeah that goes into your village and then that goes into your province or whatever you know so it's just this idea that like it all starts from you being you know good and moral and strong um which isn't a bad model for things but it does kind of uh leave out corruption and greed so and I wonder if he's maybe slightly uh, upbraiding his own son, Yang Ban Ho, who's known for being super combative and focused on the fighting side of Tai Chi. Maybe this is a little bit of saying, hey, your uncle isn't, you know. He right. Well, be, uh, I mean, yeah, this is also written after the fact. So I think there's some, mm-hmm. um, you know, some mm-hmm. morality and some, mm-hmm. some lessons thrown in. Right. There, right? Like, and and Yang Cheng Fu gets a- accused of, you know, taking out the martial side of the art from it. And so he's trying to explain here why he did that kind of. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's, uh, you know, all of the foundational myth right that the the you got to have a good story and of why yeah. you do things the way you do and so right you know his is clear i'm going back to my grandfather he's the he's, one who told me right. to do he's it. saying my, my granddaddy told me that the way you know the the ultimate way to do this stuff is to follow a sort of softer path and to mm-hmm. you know be more about the you know get along with people don't kick their ass basically right right um, which is a little different from the story we read previously where he was executing right. guys at point blank range right well and it, and like you said it's the sort of antithesis to bon ho and you know that right. kind of you know, harsh approach blow up their internal organs with a you know with a body punch kind of stuff right yeah this is interesting and uh it, it also the thing that he says, you know, you shouldn't force your children to learn it is the thing that Yang Luchan said, which his own son had ran away from home and the other one was purportedly tried to commit suicide because they were trained so harshly. He had a hard time teaching his own son. So he says he was, to his grandson, don't, you know, don't, right. don't, they shouldn't force you to learn. Well, I mean, it's it's also there's a tradition, I think, in Chinese martial arts of you don't really teach your kids. You, you Your brothers do. Right. Your students or your your school brothers do and then once they know some shit that you they come to you and you'll you know right give them the preferably even their grandfather give them the secrets right but it's like you don't try to learn the basics from your your direct family members yeah that's so here's uh just to finish what he says comes from his grandfather from yang luchan it says type my late grandfather further said that Taiji Chuan was created by Zhang Sanfang in the late Song Dynasty. Um, he mentions all these elders, and then he reaches Chen Chan Xing was the student of Jiang Fa. Um, and that I think that has to do with the Zhaobao village, where mm. you know there's this other side of Tai Chi, and that comes up a lot in the book Scholar Boxer by Marnix Wells. Okay, um, so that's what is that book is all related to. Giving the the 
pre-Chen Village origins. Right. right? Their art was based on what is natural and took form in a way that was never far from Taiji. So maybe that's where the name comes from, is just the naturalness and the smooth overturning of the movements it got inspired to become from Chen Village Boxing to Taiji. He's saying that there was something prior to... Uh, what we call tai chi yeah what got called tai chi and it was about being natural and move, you know like it which is kind of what all martial arts say but um tai chi especially yeah i mean that there is usually some um some part of it that can't quite be explained about where it comes from right like it's very rare that there's like Oh, this guy just came up with a fighting system. It's always this guy did a. I mean, Xing Yi, right? Like, UA family boxing is the theoretical precursor to Xing Yi. Bagua, mm-hmm. right? Has that's the most sort whatever of whatever Shaolin that Dong Ai Chuan learned, right? Whatever, first. whatever you know, he taught Yin Fu and all that. Um, and then Tai Chi has. A similar thing where, you know, you can look up the 13 postures of the original Tai Chi form right. are very similar to the 13 postures in, as, as it, um, Gigi Guan's book, yeah. right? Uh, that he, you know, that even goes to these ideas of, of, you know, uh, fighting with principles that have to do with, you know, internal arts and stuff. Well, coincidentally, the paragraph goes on to say, it comprised 13 fundamental forms, but the moving applications are inexhaustible. The movement is of the body and reaches the spiritual. Therefore, unless one accomplishes long training, it will be difficult to obtain the subtle knowledge. I'm not lacking in student, yet it is difficult to say that even if Bonho himself is among those who have obtained the consummate skill. So this is Yang Luchan speaking about his son, Bonho. Saying, saying that uh, right, he, right. even he may not have achieved the, the highest level. Right. Which is a compliment in the sense that even he, meaning like <laughs> this is my best guy, is kind of what he's saying. Yeah, he's saying it's not a guarantee, you know, like basically saying that learning it isn't a guarantee that you're right. going to get to the highest stages of it. Right. But- I think it's telling, though, that he uses Bonho as the example of the highest stage. Like, sure. I mean, Bonho, once again, is shining. Like, and uh lewis interestingly gives a a breakdown of the translation for consummate skill he translates this from a phrase loho chunching which means the stove fire for conduct for concocting the elixir of life begins to give a pure glow this saying comes out of the taoist tradition Mm -hmm. which reminds me a lot of like the idea of the of nadan developing the elixir of life and the glowing light that comes with that yeah, I mean, we we talked previously about the phrase um, that uh, commonly gets called a string of pearls or mm. something like this, right? That there's no mention of strings or pearls anywhere in the damn thing, right? That <clears throat> there were these later commentaries about what these things meant, which are they're making an illusion, right? That isn't as yeah, it's bigger so than the actual words. It's kinda. it's you know hard when you uh the way like so the way we translated it from Maiwa's book is joint coordination right because or body movement coordination that doesn't sound that good though right bruce says from posture to posture the internal energy is unbroken one part moves all parts move one part stops all parts stops 
it's a little bit long-winded, but it's got a nice little nursery rhyme thing you can remember, right? But that's not the six characters or whatever that's in the Tai Chi classics. And so every school, I think, has a slightly different way of describing these different principles because they're not spelled out. They're sort of, you know, if you say, you know, have a cauldron fire in your belly or you know like whatever like that doesn't mean something to everybody right like some people are going to not be able to interpret what that means in this case it's pretty interesting though that it's associated with the highest level is this sort of Taoist phrase that uh right well that's what has nothing to do with martial arts that's (laughs) what i was just going to say unless unless you're familiar with the Taoist part of it you're not going to know what that means right so you you have to have this education in the sort of larger construct of you know uh, Taoism and Nadon and Nagong to really get all these references. Otherwise, it, it just can be just sort of daunting. Like, what the hell are you talking about here? In today's episode, we're returning to uncovering the secrets of internal power and Taiji by Baihua. So the next section begins with the exercise of the eight gate force is a complex series of body movements that need to be learned in routines, the full teaching of which is not within the scope of our explanation. So that's one sentence number one, meaning the eight different forces of Tai Chi, or what do we call them? The eight genes, the eight uh, energies of Tai Chi? Sure, or eight movements. Yeah, the eight powers, the eight energies. That, that's what we often refer to them yeah. originally. Um so, you know, you learn them in routines, and I'm I'm interpreting that as meaning you learn it in a Tai Chi form or sequence of some kind. Sure, yeah. So he says, the following names are just to distinguish the movement direction of Jin, or force, in the routine. So then he goes on to list all the different eight uh, actions of Tai Chi. Now he's saying that they're, they're trying to distinguish the movement direction of your inner force, your inner Jin. Goes right. in so eight he's, different he's, possible combinations, basically. So he's saying it's not a... Dis- a description of hand motion necessarily although he then describes hand motions <laughs> it's about what's happening inside of you right like that the um the the intrinsic energy of the intrinsic it. energy yeah Jean. let's just start the first one is pung often translated ward off so baiwa says your hand moves from the bottom to the top belonging to Li, fire, of the Bagua. So the second one is Lu, roll back. The hands move from top to bottom, belonging to Dui, lake, from the Bagua diagram, meaning west. Right. So again, so that, important so... thing meaning you start at the top and you pull, come downward and right. then kind of, yeah. like, how would you use that in an application, basically? Well, I mean, each one, so, all right, so ward off is my hands going up. So generally that's, I'm coming underneath somebody's arm rising from below as i'm so i'm punching at you and you're so now that my hand now that my hand has made my say my right hand has made contact with their right elbow or something right i'm going to bring my left hand up and pull both my arms down and do a joint lock on their right arm which is that'd be lou roll that's the rollback right so the next one he describes is g press forward the hands move from the side to the middle belonging to Con trigram, water of Bagua. Right. So east. when your hands come down in a rollback, they are um, 
I'm describing I'm describing it in the young style just because that's what most people do. And that's a, pretty sure what that's he's what I was talking about, right. right? Old young. So your hands come down, they're separated, right? But they're <clears throat> you know, they're down. And then when they come up to do the G, they're going from your right and left channel to the center and they're joining in the middle, right? So yeah. that's that's from the outside to inside. To the inside, right. Right. <clears throat> And just, so then the fourth one is on, push right. downward. Hands from the inside go to the outside. Right. Belonging so, to the Zen Thunder Bagua trigram, meaning north. Right. And so from that position where I've done my press forward, my hands separate out, right? And I kind of push forward with the, the with both hands. So right. it's it's that your hands going from being kind of touching in the middle to right. separating apart. And splitting apart and being on the side. And they've sides. got that heavy downward feeling, like heavy push of both right. your hands. And that's in Tai Chi when you've scrambled somebody up and then you take a big step and just send them flying yeah, at the that's, double push. That's the, that's the big finale of your right. push hands exchange. Right, or whatever. right. That's, you know, if you're, sh if you're showing the crowd, that's the grand finale when you send them flying off. You could do it with G too, but on is nice double right. push. You could send them, you know, G, I'd imagine you send them up on, you send them down. Uh, Either way, you're sure. launching their ass out of there, yeah. which is Tai Chi's classic. You know, Tai Chi's most famous technique is the is the big push. When you right. get them off balance and you just launch them. So you defeat them without necessarily some, you know, series of brutal punches to the face. But instead, you send them flying. And that always that always appeals to the onlookers. Right. Well, that's nice if you don't want to hurt people. Right. Okay, so that's the first paragraph. Now, the second paragraph talks about the next four techniques, which go to the diagonal directions. Tsai means pulling down or plucking. The left hand goes from left to right, or the right hand goes from right to left. Then he talks about in spear method, you can do the same thing with the technique called sealing, um, where you entangle the opponent's spear by drawing circles, which all of this belongs to Shun, the wind trigram of Bagua going to the northwest. I don't know about the spear fighting part, but the plucking, your hand moves across your body from one side to the other, basically. Needle at sea bottom is a classic example of this, right? Where your your um, you know one hand is sort of going up your center line, and the one is going down. Uh, uh, snake in Shingy is is like that where you're you have this sort of diagonal yeah, yeah, yeah. diagonal flying is another one um but the the move before you separate your hands come in and they cross right and then, mm -hmm. okay. then, then they then you do the rending at that which point. Is, then you do the split right so that move is combines those two things because you have the pull down and the split so Tsai and Lei are often paired. So the next one that uh, Bai Hua talks about is Lei, commonly called split or translated as rending. Yeah. The left hand moves from your right side of your body to your left, or your right hand moves from your left side to your right. So you're kind of uncrossing your body. Yeah. So you've it's, crossed yourself with side. Now you're uncrossing right, exactly. Lei. So it's it's the continuation of you've you've done the pull down and then you split it. Right. Yeah. And and you can again do this with lots of different techniques, but um yeah. And so he's saying here that you can also do that with a spear in a closing technique right. where I mean, you block the opponent's spear by drawing circles. Um, this technique belongs to Kun, Earth of the Bagua diagram, meaning the northeast. 
So now the next two. So use the elbow. This belongs to the Chin Heavenly Trigram of Bagua to the southeast. And then cow, use the shoulders and hips, belonging to the Gun Mountain Trigram of Bagua southwest. So those two techniques are often pretty sim similarly used, like you shift towards the person and you either elbow them or you shoulder stroke right. them. I have a different kind of take on it, which, which is that these first six are techniques, right? Your hands go from point A to point B. The last two are body methods, not it's so, I mean, it, it refers to using your shoulder is, is in Bonho's book, which is like really one of the first Tai Chi books. Um, he doesn't say shoulder. He says bumping, right? And it's it's the idea that it's it's a body check essentially, right? But it's that that you're not just using your arms and your hands, right? It's you're also using your torso and your hips and your legs and your back and everything, right? Um, and then the the elbow refers to the concept of folding, right? that you can put a a limb out and at the the middle joint fold it without bringing the whole thing back or you can fold the you know shoulder without moving the mm. elbow or wrist right they have this independent articulation that can go on so if like pressure hits your wrist you can bend at the elbow but open your shoulder right mm -hmm. so this so that is could the, be so the elbow strike Right. Well, that is the elbow strike. That's why I that's why I mentioned that because yeah. that's that's where you get the technique of elbow strike from is someone pushes on your ward off and you bend your arm and that elbow comes forward, right? But it's also can be done with your legs. It can be done with your um your quad essentially, right? So so it like it isn't just your right. elbow that has the ability right. to do that. So it sounds, it reminds me of like how those six first techniques are all with your hands. These ones are using elbow, shoulders, hips, knees, yeah, torso, exactly. right. groin. You know, you're mm -hmm. using any power of your body to slam them basically. And those aren't ever as, as, as you know, uh, refined as your hand techniques. Hand techniques are always going to have grabs and pokes and stuff. Whereas your body, you're just going to bang them with it more or less. It's It's more of a... I don't know. Like you're saying, it's like a body check compared to a arm bar or a poke to the throat. Or those are like specialized. Like your hands can do a lot of stuff. Your body is a little more brute force, but um, yeah. I mean, if you want to get a, if you want to get a sense of it, it's it's being able to um, roll your shoulders in a figure eight while you turn side to side. Right. So you your center line turns back and forth back and forth and at the same time you roll your shoulder so you have this internal thing that's solid that could slam you into something but at the same time everything is rolling and folding and twisting and bending and uh, you see it less in the yang style and in, in the large frame yang style because they don't do it as much you see it a lot more in the smaller frame, like in the Wu style has a lot more of the folding, right? In the, in the large frame stuff, it really is much more, you know, move the whole body and everything and then slam that shoulder and elbow right. in the first.
moving forward, the next part is a Tai Chi movement diagram that's based on the eight trigrams where he circulates through all the different techniques into different directions, um, which is a little abstruse. Um, but the main idea is you use the first four techniques to deal with the cardinal directions, north, south, east, and west. And then you use um, the second four techniques to the to the corners, such as plucking, rending, elbow, and shoulder. One thing that stands out to me says, the eight-gate eight force, there must be a vertical and a horizontal interrelationship between the force, or jin, belonging to the four cardinal directions, and the force, jin, belonging to the four diagonal directions. So the idea being each one of the Tai Chi moves includes some of the energy from the other ones as well. So when you go up and out, it, you are also doing a little bit of what you do in in uh, in plucking, because in plucking, you're also going up. So like yeah. both, they, a lot of them contain each other. The next sentence here, after he talks about how they include each other, says, although the movements are changeful, they're always dominated by the Zong Ding or central equilibrium. Right. And that's the core principle, which is, uh, doesn't matter what you do, you know, which of these eight techniques you do, right? They have to be, you know, you have to have the center. And and this is why you don't lean to the side when you do mm. your shoulder stroke and you don't, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. Rock forward. Yeah. Keep you keep that that center line above all else, right? Because off of that comes the techniques. Therefore, the above-mentioned eight-gate force must be based on the changes of the five elements in space, which is dominated by the Zongding. That is, on the basis of different spatial topography formed by the evolution of footwork to practice like the surging momentum of the Great River. Right. So he's, wow. he, he, well, he describes a bow stance. It's shifting your weight back and forth, right? I mean, this is what he's saying is that, that, all of this stuff is essentially based on the ability to have, you know, the five, the changes of the five elements is the directions, right? Right. That's which direction you're going to face when you do it. That's where your feet go and, and, and not just, right. Okay, there you go. right? So the five the, elements are your feet, the eight trigrams are your hands, basically. Where yeah. Body. And then you, right. And you put them together and you get to 13, right? So, now I, I just want to throw this in there. Cause I've been, you know, after reading all this stuff, I am starting to think that, a big part of why they did this breakdown from from four to eight to with add the five to get to 13 is because Shingy's got five, Bagua's <laughs> got eight. And if you're in Beijing in 18, whenever the fuck it was, trying to make a name for yourself, you're like, well, yeah, I got eight and I got five, you know, and I got 13. And so you can kind <laughs> of like, you know, claim that you have a more advanced right 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 it's an arms race you gotta yeah. keep right right so it's it's more. just like i have more internal techniques than those guys do you know right it's just my theory but you know i like it yeah i mean we do keep seeing con interconnections between the different books we've been looking at and the sort of the well, way they're constructed the things they address the issue they bring up the war with japan a lot of times like that you know they were looking at it in a, a bigger contextual thing than just kicking each other's asses you know and I don't think Bawa is any different. I mean, I think he's writing this book, you know, from the same kind of perspective. of like, Pretty much. I mean, because his teacher was from that era, right? He was in point blank. Like, so he would pass on that sense that carries on to today, you know, makes it relevant to the modern world and well, continues and, to be relevant. And to just be like, this is a martial art, 
but we also have right like some other stuff that might be useful right all right all right good one talk to you soon yep take it easy bye Hey folks, uh, just a quick reminder, check out the Instagram for images to go along with the episodes and go over to the Patreon for extended episodes, bonus content, and exclusive interviews. All right, uh, take care of yourselves and uh, thanks for listening.